0: Look, there's a lot to not like from that game last night, not least of which is the worst team to give that point to might have been New York. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Islanders 5, Penguins 4 in overtime. It was a wonderful, spirited comeback, those two goals 50 seconds apart by Valtteri Poussinen and Drew O'Connor. It was that much more wonderful because, man, that's who you want contributing. You want to feel something, anything about this franchise's future that isn't just endless doom and gloom. But then Adam Pellick scores from Grant Street – uh, a rare, really rare bad night for Alex Nedeljkovic. That was a bad fourth goal by the Islanders and a bad overtime goal by the Islanders. That prompted Nadelkovich to say to me afterward that it was just, it was on him. He took 100% responsibility when I tried to give him an out, uh, meaning just by asking a simple yes or no question as to whether or not he had a clear view of the shot because it came between Chris Latang and Sidney Crosby. He was like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. I saw it all the way. I got beat. I blew it. I blanked the bed, actually, came from his mouth at one point. And there were a bunch of other things that went wrong, not least of which I thought was the power play going 0-3 against the NHL's number 32-ranked penalty-killing unit. And that, of course, would be 32 out of 32. But I really liked, and this shouldn't surprise anyone who's a regular listener of this show, what Pustinian brought. I also liked what he brought to Chicago last week. I did mention on this show that his metrics didn't support what I was saying to you. I also... I kind of said that I didn't care because hockey's metrics are based on some of the crudest data available in any sport and doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. So when I saw Pustin and really hustling and tracking down pucks ahead of the Blackhawks and making things happen, I wasn't going to be fooled by shot attempts, which is the data that leads into almost all advanced analytics still today. In this game, Pustinen got the goal with a double whack of a Chris Latang rebound out of the air to get it past Ilya Sorokin. Really nice little goal. But he also got it by going hard to the net, which is something that he does without having to have a coach scream at him over it. He's always done that, and I've told you that, too, for a long time. What's more, after he scored the goal, And if you were in the building last night, you're going to know what I mean, maybe more than somebody that was watching on TV. But when he would get the puck after that, he was just rocketing it. He wasn't thinking about anything. He was just firing it on net, one time off the side of the pipe, another time just missing over Sorokin's shoulder. And so I had a question after the game for Mike Sullivan about, about both Pustin and O'Connor, two guys that they really 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 could use contributions from if only because there's so many others in this lineup who never score and Sullivan, who's been as tough on Postinan as he is on most young players, eventually got to the point where he said this yeah, I thought he I thought he played well you know he would he was a significant part of the two goals, the two comeback goals. Um he was in the middle of those. You know, I thought he was forechecking well. I think he has good poise with the puck. He has good offensive instincts. I think there's, there's an element of offense to him that's untapped that, that we haven't, uh, that we haven't tapped into yet. He's got a real good shot. He's got a deceptive shot. Um, he has real good offensive instincts and I, and I think he's getting better with every game that he plays. He's, he's picked up a step, uh, foot speed wise. Um, That is really evident to me, and and I think that'll help him moving forward. Um, I just think his learning curve has been steep, and I think he's getting better with every game he played. I thought he had a real strong game tonight. I found that interesting. I did, because this was the second time that Sullivan's described Pustin as having a steep climb. And I've yet to have the opportunity to follow up and ask exactly what he means by that. Does that mean that he has a steep challenge because he's really bad at something? Or does it mean that he's on a steep ascent, as in he's really getting better? I don't know that. I do know, and I found it unmistakable, the other stuff that he said, meaning that there's an extra stride to Pustin in Step. He's using his speed more often and more intelligently. He's not just flying around for the sake of flying around. But he also was saying that Poussinen is actually faster than during his first stint up. And that makes sense. If you've ever heard the term in baseball of a pitcher throwing free and easy, that's kind of what this is. Uh, A pitcher who gets stiff, a pitcher who gets a little too nervous or tightly wound on the mound isn't going to be as effective and it's going to show in the quality of their stuff. Pustinen was very much that when he first came up. And I've said that to you as well. When he joined the team, he looked like he was looking around to get autographs from everybody and grossly overpassing. So he goes back to the AHL and I know for a fact that he received More than a little bit of advice while down there, he needs to shoot the puck. only way he's going to stay in the NHL as an offensive winger is to score goals. And the only way to score goals is to shoot the puck. Now, I'm not predicting anything grand for the young man, either for him or for O'Connor. But their contributions matter more than most. To put this another way, and this is way more up my alley, When you get to those advanced metrics that I mentioned that are based on shot attempts, Pustinan was on the rink for 12 Pittsburgh shot attempts and one New York shot attempt. That's some pretty solid 200-foot hockey. You know who played a whole heck of a lot more than Pustinan last night? Yeah, Jeff Carter. He plays a lot. It's not just that he still plays, it's that he plays a lot. And you know who had the worst such rate among all forwards? That's right. It would be Jeff Carter. Three Pittsburgh shots, 12 New York shots. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Dan, who says, DK, these kinds of mental lapses How is this not coaching? And I hate to say it, but leadership, even if it isn't Sidney Crosby, because we know his work ethic shows. But this, this game was just so the pattern for two seasons now and more. Dan, I'm not so sure that it was. I mean, unless you just want to point to losing to the Islanders, which is something that the Penguins have been doing on a regular basis. Since 1975, I saw things in this game that actually were very different than the way they've been losing most often of late. They've gotten great goaltending from both Alex Nedeljkovic and Tristan Jari, for the most part, very few exceptions. And this was easily Ned's worst game. So that was different. They had what I thought were three mostly effective power plays. There was a part of the second one that was just torture to watch, and I know you know what I'm talking about. The part where they got into the umbrella formation and just passed across it, A to B to C to B to A, and the crowd started making this noise Can I just break off here for a second? This noise, I don't even know what to do with this. I don't know how to describe it for you. If you were there, you know what I'm referencing here because you've never heard it before unless you were there also for the game Sunday against the Kings because it happened then too where the crowd gets so angry with the power play even as it's occurring And it doesn't yell, shoot, it doesn't do anything of the kind. It just screams like, I don't know, like a bad parent at a Little League game or something. But, okay, setting that aside now, the the power plays, I mean, they were fairly eh, effective. They did some collapsing. They did a bunch of shooting. And I thought Ilya Sorokin was pretty good, like all night other than the Marcus Pedersen flutter shot on the very first goal, but even that he can be excused for because all goaltenders will tell you that those mistimed shots or those mishits are some of the toughest to stop. I'd be lying if I told you I thought this team was going to come back the way they did, not once but twice. I'd really be lying if I told you that I thought a couple of young guys were going to be the ones to get the goals. And I definitely don't think it's par for the course to have all four lines, but especially the top three, pitch in the way they did. I I didn't think the fourth line was very good other than for a couple shifts. But the first three was pretty much spread evenly. But I also know that there is a huge divide between the way the public perceives overtime wins and losses and the way they're perceived in the locker room. I know every point matters. They know every point matters. They know where they are in the standings. But there's a big gap between that and looking at your overall performance and how well you played and how hard you played, and then having it boil down to a three-on-three freak goal or a shootout, you're going to have to take my word for it that they don't. Take those things too seriously, even in a setting like this. Don't be put off when you hear that either. I'll repeat that they know that the point would have been nice, but they also know that that's not really hockey, what goes on in three on three, and definitely not in a shootout. So I'm sure there are some things from a coaching standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, that they would have loved to have done better last night. You would hope that they'd be self aware enough on both of those levels. Sullivan using that waiver claim guy on the second line was a massive mistake. He was knocked all over creation all night. It was an embarrassment. He didn't look like he belonged in the league. Sullivan sending Riley Smith out to open the three on three overtime was wow, what in the heck was that? And right after demoting him, Willfully, demonstratively to the third line before this game? Wow. And from a personnel standpoint, going up to the GM, just the misuse, the misapplication, the misjudgment regarding Pustin and it's just nuts at this point. Open your eyes, people. But don't cloud that with however upset you might have been when Adam Pellick's goal sailed by, that's an outcome thing. That's an overtime thing. That's just a. That's just a, a. It's just a punctuation that doesn't really come with a lot of weight as to how your team played, and it definitely has no bearing on, you know, coaching or leadership or whatever. It was a fifty foot unscreened wrister that beat a goalie who's been very good for you all year. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're gonna do another one of these tomorrow.